0: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Good morning, everyone. I like to give all my homilies a title so that with a quick glance, I can remember what they're all about. And I titled this one, Drop the Rock. Today's gospel is an exciting one. It's filled with drama and action. It has a hero, a guilty victim, and plenty of bad guys. We have a sinner that represents all of us. We have a crowd that represents all of us also. And we have the scribes and the Pharisees who can represent each of us at our worst times. But then we have Jesus who is the example of who all of us should be striving to be like. Now in my previous life I was an engineer and as an engineer you're trained to make observations and then ask questions. So when I read these scriptures, some questions immediately popped into my head. The first one was, how exactly did they catch this woman in the act of adultery? Second of all, where's the man? Doesn't it take two to tango? And the third one was, why are they not threatening to stone him also? Now these questions are not answered in the scriptures, so they remain merely curiosities. There was one theme that popped out in my mind immediately when I read the story, and it's the mob mentality that gets a relatively large group of people excited about stoning this helpless woman. Now, public stoning was a humiliating form of punishment, as the community banded together against you, not only to shame you, but to kill you. It's a painful death in which, in the best-case scenario, One of the bigger rocks is going to hit you in the head early on and knock you unconscious, uh, so you don't feel the impact from the hundreds of other rocks that will be pelting your body. The question once again becomes, why are so many people so eager to pick up a stone and fling it at one of their neighbors and members of their community? They rush to pick up the stone and participate in this vicious act. I also wonder do some of them keep a rock handy with them all the time looking for and anticipating any opportunity to take part in this judgmental act. You know in other scriptures Jesus tells us to remove the log from our own eye before we point out the speck in our neighbor's eye. How can we see clearly enough to judge others when we have these huge logs in our eyes blocking our vision? The second thing That was very noticeable is once again the scribes and the pharisees are trying to trap jesus by asking him a question a trick question and they anticipated that he's going to answer it in one of two ways now any one of us in here would struggle to answer this question because both of those two immediate answers would end up convicting us just to remind you the question was now in the law Moses commanded us to stone such a woman so what do you say I quickly I imagine a scene with Larry King or Phil Donahue asking Jesus that question and then quickly sticking the microphone in his face as the spotlight pops on and the camera zooms in on his face to show the whole world what Jesus' answer was going to be now the scribes and Pharisees are anticipating that if Jesus says, do not stone her, they will quickly accuse him of disobeying the law of Moses. On the other hand, if he says stone her, they're gonna start pelting this shamed woman, but as soon as she dies, they will accuse Jesus of not having mercy. In a homily I presented last summer, I compared this type of situation to that of the Roadrunner and Wile E. Coyote. The scribes and the Pharisees are very much like Wiley e. Coyote, always trying to trick Jesus or trap him. But Jesus is like the roadrunner, always two or three steps ahead. This will be another failed attempt. The scriptures tell us that Jesus bent down and start writing on the ground with his finger. It doesn't state exactly what he wrote, but over time people have speculated what it, it might have been. One explanation says that since there's a specific reference to Jesus writing with his finger in the ground, it's very similar to when God the Father used his finger to write on the stone tablets which he gave Moses. So the conclusion is that he might have been writing the Ten Commandments. My personal favorite explanation was that he was writing down the names of the scribes and the Pharisees and listing all their sins. We don't know if that's true or not but it makes you think now the crowd goes very impatient and continues to pelt jesus with questions and finally he stands up and he makes the most memorable statement let the one among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her now this scene is played out in many of the movies that have been made about the life of jesus And I always enjoy the silence that follows after Jesus makes that statement. But then there's the slow but increasing sound of thud, 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 thud. As beginning with the elders, the rocks are dropped and gravity takes them to the ground. Not to be hypocritical myself, because in my life I have been guilty of holding a rock or two. Of rushing to judgment and allowing a mob reaction to lead me to a quick judgment only to find out the rest of the story and learn that I was ready to convict an innocent an innocent person or condemn someone for committing the same or very similar sin that I myself have committed on more than one occasion Jesus does not want us to condone sin or ignore sin after all sin is sin and all sin is an offense to God we should be upset when there is an offense to God especially if we are the offender but Jesus's message has always been about love and mercy is one of the greatest loves without God's mercy we're all in trouble another point I want to make about Jesus is that he makes our life easy we don't have to worry about judging other people. That's his job and he's very good at it. We can let Jesus handle all the judging so that we can focus on removing the logs from our own eyes. He'll take care of the specks in our neighbor's eyes. Now all of this is easier said than done, but it's not impossible with God's grace. And it is a grace that he is so willing and able to give to us if we will just ask for it with god's grace we can learn to drop the rock and eventually train ourselves to never pick it up in the first place in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit